Hello, and welcome to the Family Bookshelf. I am Nick, the Game Schooling Dad, and with me is my wife, Amber, of AmbitionsForChrist.com. Today, I've got three um, three fantasy stories, or novels, or series, or whatever they are, <laughs> to throw at you. Uh, two that I liked, and one that I would tell you to skip. The first one, I figured I'd start with a classic, H.G. Uh, Wells' War of the Worlds. H.G. Uh, Wells was kind of the, the first starter of the fantasy or the sci-fi genre. You know, very famous uh, author, War of the Worlds. Uh, I believe he wrote The Time Machine. I believe he wrote uh, 40,000 Leagues Under the Sea, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. You have to excuse me. It's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> Around the world in 80 days. You know, uh, these are all of his stories. He was kind of the first person to have this idea of this sci-fi or this fantasy stuff that was otherworldly. So he did it first. And, and one of the ones I've read of his that I really enjoyed was War of the Worlds uh, about the aliens from Mars coming and attacking Earth and all the different ways and all the different weapons they have and how humans are able to overcome these uh, different weapons. Uh, really, uh, humans are not, and what kills them at the end, spoiler alert, is you know the flu bug uh, viruses, which he claims, you know, evolution-wise, we've been able to overcome. You have to kind of get over the whole idea of evolution. It was big at his point in time. But his story still stands as, you know, kind of a timeless classic. It's a very interesting one. I think they made a new movie of it, so maybe 15 years ago now, uh, starring Tom Cruise. Not, not, not great, but the story itself is really cool. What I really like about this and what I really like about uh, War of the Worlds is that it's really um, accessible as a classic. You know, a mm. lot of classics have this old or archaic language, very hard to get into, very hard to understand. Um, I think, of course, of like Jane Austen, Charles Dickens, uh, even Shakespeare are going really far back. Right. You know, it's that language is so hard to penetrate. Of what are you trying to say that just to understand the story takes far more work than what it's worth? Right. Well, I mean, you consider that most of our population anymore, I mean, their reading level has considerably gone down. Yes. Our reading, our grade level reading, I guess you could say, has just shrunk. And so, yeah, you, to throw these harder, older languages at someone just takes away from that story they're too busy slogging through the language itself so it's just important that yeah a story doesn't get slogged down <laughs> by that i guess because yeah that's no fun <laughs> my, my wife's saying i don't don't read at a very high reading level so thank you very much for that you're welcome <laughs> you can read shakespeare better than i can and you just don't like jane austen's style not that you don't so, understand it i find it very accessible and i also find it a lot of stuff seems to happen uh, a lot more than than like a jane austen novel where it's all set in a parlor and they're all talking in a circle right you know and more stuff is going on a lot more and again that cool sci-fi fantasy stuff uh, there's also a lot of interesting history there you can get into uh, orson wells did a mm -hmm. radio broadcast which actually scared people <laughs> and had people calling in you know terrified that the aliens really right. were attacking and landing uh, a lot of really cool kind of history within that story as well so uh, mm -hmm. for for a classic that might get some kids interested might get some boys especially interested in reading i would definitely consider looking into uh war of the worlds by hg wells one i think that they could definitely pick up uh, the other one I just finished, I mentioned this in a last episode, but I don't think I did it justice. I mentioned it as part of the other series, the first in the series. Mm -hmm. um, so this is actually two series. I think both both have five books in them each. So again, me giving a whole lot of books in, in one episode. <laughs> Here's a stack of them. Enjoy. <laughs> right. Uh, so the first in the series that I mentioned in the last episode was Fablehaven. This one that I want to talk about is called the Dragon Watch series uh, by Brandon Mull. And you really, you don't have to, but you're going to enjoy them more if you read the Fablehaven series first and then mm -hmm. go into Dragon Watch. It is a continuation, the same characters, the same kind of continuing plot of what's going on, and they reference it a ton. It's actually probably the problem I have with it. Mm. Uh, I read the Fablehaven series 
10, 15 years ago. Um, I think before you and I were married. So, so 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> right? And they're referencing this like it happened, you know, yesterday or last week. And it's like, mm. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't remember this, you know. Right. So it's not a big deal, but it is something that is definitely distracting and very pulls you out of it. Very hard to get into. Right. Uh, I also struggle with Brandon Mul- with his stories because of his scale of things. Uh, so all of the mythical creatures have been put into reservations, right? And that sounds horrible because, you know, we think of reservations as like little prisons for people or, or, or zoos or things like that. Right. And it's like, well, okay, now these animals, do they have do they have a point? Are they legitimately, you know, repressed and are they legitimately put down? You know, and it's like, well, but, but at the same time, it's supposed to be this huge sweeping, like, other continents that are hidden by magic and they have tons of space to roam it's like well you can't have it both ways here either they have a lot of space or, or they don't you know right are, are the people who are, are the it's actually dragons are the dragons who are bad who are trying to get off the reservations and freedom are they bad because they want to you know kill a lot of people which is bad or are they you know at least have a point because they've been locked up into these reservations and have a, a reason to fight right because like, well, they've lost their freedoms yeah. yeah so what is it what are we going with here and he never he never explains that it's it's totally obscure because it's like oh. on one point the, when, the way they the way he explains it the way he describes it is there's so much space and it's whole worlds that are in this and pocket dimensions and all this magical you know these dragons have plenty of room room to roam and live their dragony lives, right, in okay. peace. And yet at the same time, the things he describes don't make sense. They travel across one re- one reservation from one end to the other in like a couple of hours, in like a single day. And it's like, well, that's clearly not enough room for a dragon to room. I mean, I'm, I'm not a dragon expert. I don't claim to, <laughs> you know. But it's like, I think a, a big, huge, giant, scaly monster is going to need a little bit more space. So I have problems with that. He also, Brandon Mole, tends to um, make sure... Plot-wise, every I is dotted and every T is crossed. And qu- characters will ask questions like three or four times. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with like Cinema Sins or <laughs> if you're familiar with these you know, honest trailers or these places that just pick apart every little itty-bitty thing that these stories do and just rips them open. Yeah. Like He tries very hard to make sure that you can't do that to his stories. He asks every question to make sure, you know, no, there's no one behind, hiding behind the door. Well, do we know? And, you know and yes, we know. And then, well, did we check? Well, yes, we check. Are we sure? Yes. Or could they be invisible? Well, no, they're not invisible. It's like, oh my goodness, I'll take your word for it. Let's go on. <laughs> and it's like that with everything. It's very distracting. All that being said, and I, I feel bad now. I've said all that to turn you off. That's actually a really good series. It's actually a lot of fun. I, I enjoy it. Um, he does have his problems. He does have his issues. And as someone Quirks. As someone who, you know, just got done talking about War of the Worlds to then go on and talk about a, you know, middle school fiction book in the same breath, you know, that's just my range of reading. And I hold, I guess, I don't know, I I, I guess I say I hold the stories to a little bit higher standard or maybe I'm just picky about certain things. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he definitely leaves some... um, some uh, loose ends there at the end of the series, but it's still, it's a fun series. Uh, you kind of fall in love with the characters. They kind of have a fun little story and a neat mm. little romp, and they do all the cool things. I mean, if you like the fantasy characters, oh, yeah. you know, the, the dragons and sa- satyrs, satyrs, dryads and fairies and unicorns, you know, all that good stuff is in there if that's your thing, and it's totally my thing. You know, if it were up oh, to me, yeah. I'd be swinging a big, huge long sword, and, you know, I'd <laughs> 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 be totally riding a dragon. That would be my life in a oh. hard. Like <laughs> but I, I love the fantasy settings. That's who I am. Oh, yeah. 
So mm-hmm. uh, I would definitely tell you to give Dragon Watch a, a, a look. Uh, you know, it's it's the stuff for kids, especially to just get their imaginations running wild. Oh yeah, of, you know this kind of world that they live in, and what part would they play, and how would mm. they deal with this, and what if they had these powers? And this is the kind of book that if I were, well, let's just say ten years younger. All <laughs> 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 oh, right, if I were if I were younger, I'd be out in the backyard playing it. You know, I would be out <laughs> in a tree, you know, being, you know, I'm Seth, and I'm gonna fight this celebrant who's the dragon, you know, and I that would be totally me. Or I'd be playing my little action figures, you know, oh, not yeah. that I still do that, but I totally would if I could. <laughs> My kids wouldn't bug me immediately <laughs> and take them from me. Yeah. Man, those little five-year-olds that just bug you. <laughs> yeah. I want to play with these toys. I enjoy them far more than you ever could. <laughs> and I would totally, you know, if this this is the kind of story that if, if I were that of that age again, I, I would have just been playing them all day long. Oh, yeah. I, I completely understand. myself there. I would have pictured myself there. I'd have been swinging a sword and, you know, oh, yeah. play acting like I was fighting dragons and living with giants. I would have been all about that so i I really (laughs) recommend giving it a shot and it really just is very accessible it's a lot of fun you know it's very good um for an entryway into a fantasy series so i felt i did that i felt i didn't do them do brandon mole and his two series is justice his last time um i mentioned fable haven but i wanted to make sure i mentioned dragon watch as well because he just finished that and i really liked it i think that's a good series and i thought he was a good author uh for my last one the one i just finished recently i think uh just this just this last week Mm. it was brutal (laughs) (laughs) i it's one of those things where you can always tell if you're enjoying a okay either of us are enjoying a book if all of a sudden our reading slows down to almost a stop Mm. all of a sudden we're willing to like go watch tv or like do anything else but read at bedtime especially and it's like that's normally like our one time where we get to read uninterrupted from kids and it's like oh yes i get to go read my book finally and then all of a sudden, you can tell when we hit one of those books where it's not good because we're like, so, you don't want to read tonight? <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm finding every excuse to pick up my phone and check my email, mm-hmm. look at all this Instagram that I you know, shouldn't be doing, but I am because right. I don't want to pick up this book. This was um, one of those books, and I could tell it right away, too, even yeah. from how you were reading it. Yeah. This one, this one was pretty bad. Uh, it's called Door on Half Bald Hill. Uh, and I, I don't have the author in front of me. You'd have to excuse me for that. It's uh, <laughs> not in my notes. Um, but I I picked up this book because the way it was sold was that it was supposed to be Christian. It mm. was supposed to be about like the end of days. The author had, had clearly stolen, or I guess uh, I'll, just, I'll use the word borrowed, but stolen a lot of <laughs> ideas from the end of times of the Bible. Um, water had turned bitter. Uh, mm. The blood, blood moons played a large role in it. Uh, you had the world kind of being broken apart more and more. You know, death was everywhere. One third of all people, you know, was dead. Very uh, rev- revelation-y. <laughs> yes, very revelation I was like, oh, this sounds like a really interesting read. I mean, I, I loved the Left Behind series. I thought that was a lot of fun. You know, well, fun as much as you know, mass <laughs> extinctions get. But <laughs> all right, if that's what you call fun. <laughs> okay, fun's not the right word, but it was it was at least worth the read, and I enjoyed the the, the talking points that right. came I, from that. I get it. <laughs> so I thought, oh, this would be a cool, and you know, I, I enjoy this kind of stuff. This was terrible. <laughs> this is not Christian at all. If this is what we pass as Christian anymore, then we're in big trouble as as a belief system, and yeah. and we are well, anyway. Okay. <laughs> yes, but it was so natural. 
ritualistic. I mean, right away it was druids and it was magic and it was, you know, the worship of nature and it was mm. all this other stuff. Like, this is not Christianity at all. Yeah. You know, Christianity is not about, you know, worshiping nature and not about a, a druid right. who tells stories or a, a, a poet. Uh, honestly, the kid's a poet. I don't know why they just call him a poet. He has some stupid title from it's a fantasy world. <laughs> you know, he's a poet who tells stories and supposed to inspire people. And it's like, well, this is dumb. <laughs> and they're how do you really feel oh, that? <laughs> this book was terrible. And on top of that, nothing happened. I mean, literally, I was I was like page one hundred. He was like. All we've done is gone on a nature hike. I mean, <laughs> and not even an adventure nature hike. And I think I was telling the kids one night, as I was sitting there reading it and talking to you about how much I hated <laughs> yeah. this book. It was like, nothing is explained. It's like they just drop these things in the middle of this conversation. You know, aren't you afraid of the, the gobbledygook? And it's like, well, no, what's the gobbledygook? And they have no intention of explaining what that is. You should just be afraid of it for some reason. And it's like, well, don't you know about the hifahubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadub